This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello. Hopefully we're live that we are up. But anyway, hello and welcome back to another live episode of Green and White brought to you by Argyle Life. Um, BBC One fans were left outraged on Tuesday as they'd relocated the UK's best soap drama um, for Argyle. Leeds United were the visitors to Home Park as Argyle filled BBC One's... Oh, I've just I've, I've messed this up already. I wrote the same sentence twice. Anyway, and much like a big returnee in the Sam Mitchell mould, we've not appeared there since 2008. Um, with most of the main cast missing in action, Ian Foster called upon the extras, all whilst being unable to fill the bench. Nick Cotton, wannabe, Daniel Fark tried to make himself the villain of the piece, but it wasn't to be, as Brendan Galloway notched with his chess and the game finished all Albert Square for an extra time cliffhanger. It's just a shame that we don't still have Matt Butcher for an incredibly easy pun to round things off. Extra time did it for us in the end as Leeds brought in all their stars to secure a Queen victory. Joining me tonight is the the Roxy to my Ronnie, James Stables. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Still uh, living down another Leeds uh, victory in my house. And uh, more worryingly, the goal difference is getting out of control as well now. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a bit... Well, you know, technically still unbeaten, but I'm sure we'll get onto that. Um the Phil to my grant, Finley Allen. How's things? Hello, all right. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm good. And the Sonia to my Martin, Joe Bell. How's things? I was dreading. Guy. I was dreading what was coming my way. Um, yes, I'm good. I'm very good. Good. Um, I hope you brought your trumpet, Joe. Whilst you're whilst you're unmuted and ready to go, why don't you give us a run through? Yeah, why not? Um... It was probably as dreadful conditions as we've had for a home game probably since the Bolton game a few years ago that ended in rather farcical circumstances. Um, so first of all, credit to both sets of players um, and the officials for you know getting the getting the game played in the best spirit. I think I think we'd all agree it was a, a good cup tie to watch. I don't think there was any shenanigans that went on. Um, and ultimately, there was a golfing quality between the two teams that were out on the pitch. Um, you know, we we were pretty hamstrung um, with an ineligibility of players and injuries, and obviously we had the the two players unfortunately missing through through personal reasons. And obviously, we give them give them our best, and you know, we look forward to welcoming them back in the fold when they're right. Um, obviously, it's got to be a right the right time for the pair of them to come back. Um, you know, as Fozzie said after the game, family comes first. But look, didn't take anything away from Leeds United. I thought um, first half, although they'd hit the bar twice and Nonto got a bit of luck down that right side, um, we I thought we acquitted ourselves pretty well. I thought they were a bit slow and lethargic when they were in possession, and I think that was pretty clear um, 
Daniel Farker thought exactly the same because they came out at the start of the second half. And my word, um, you hear about footballing cliches about a rocket being put up a team. Well, it was certainly put up Leeds in that second half. They just came at us from the first whistle in the start of the second half. And it was a bit of an onslaught. Um, I, I suppose the end of it, what's really frustrating is the fact that it's it's three errors on our part and an own goal. Um, you know, it's not come from scintillating football that's cut us open. Um, it's two really good finishes from Willie Nonto and Crescencio Somerville. You can't take anything away from the strikes. Um, but we got caught in possession for the first one. We um, we gave the ball away sloppily for the second. And, and young Caleb, you know, he, he has a 50-50, doesn't he? He turns right or left and unfortunately he turned the wrong way. Um, but that happens. That comes with with inexperience. Um, we got our goal. I think that was probably the, the one objective we all wanted from the tie was to get the goal. Um, but look, you know, fair play to them. They they were clinical. They were ruthless. Um, and the way I look at it is, I sort of feel like Leeds did to us today what they probably should have done to us ten days ago. Um, you know, we we um, whilst we were brave. And we gave it everything we had with what resources we had. Um, you know, Leeds were just a class, a class above us. Um, and that's life. You know, that's that's just how football goes sometimes. And wish them all the best of luck. It, it would appear certainly on the way we're going at the moment. They're heading to Stamford Bridge. Um, so, you know, best of luck to them. Um, but ultimately... We were always going to say it if we got beat. We've got bigger fish to fry in the league. Um, and actually, the first half of that game yesterday gives me a lot of hope for next weekend, given that we're going to have a whole host of players back available, because I thought we acquitted ourselves very well in the first half yesterday. Um, you know, if any Leeds fans thought it was going to be an easy night, then they were very much mistaken. Look. Across both ties, I think both teams have contributed to a really, really good competitive FA Cup tie. Scoreline last night doesn't reflect, in my opinion, how the night actually went. Um, I think the fourth goal is really harsh. Um, had it been 3-1, I'd have probably, probably accepted that a little bit more. Um, but scoreline, is, as Fozzie said, it's a bit sobering. It, it looks like a hammering, but it wasn't. Um, and yeah, look, let's just go go forward into into the weekend the players will, will go to the well again as they did last night and uh there was plenty it was although although Leeds were utterly dominant um and they had a lot of the ball um you know let's just let's just see how we um see see how we go uh James go on follow that up obviously you've already mentioned that you share a household with a Leeds fan I'm kind of glad that we didn't uh go and play Chelsea because I have to do that with a Chelsea fan. Sorry, James, I don't know what's happened to your audio there. I'll bring I'll bring in Finn and let you yeah. let you that one up. Um Finn, same question for you. Go on, just follow up Joe, basically. What are your thoughts on last night? Pretty, uh, pretty well, I said pretty admirable um you know after the game. Um I you know it's clear to see, that you can see lead quality. Um they've got if we got one Morgan Whitaker, they've got about five of them in terms of not not equal quality, but in terms of the type of player that can really hurt you. Um, and you know, to say that I, I'm 
I'm a, I'm I'm quite partial to supporting Wales in in the football, and they didn't even have Dan James in the squad um, last last night, and he's he's a you know he's a player who can at this level is is very very effective. Sorry, yeah, I've got. Sorry, I'm 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 from a Welsh family, um, but yeah, I I also like England too. You know, I can't I can't deny in the football. Um, anyway. Regardless of that, they've got a lot of good players and a lot of players that were, you know, out injured as well. In turn, you know, despite the despite the quality they had, they still had players that can come in. They got a very deep squad, and um, I felt, you know, we were lucky with with a few shots last night. You know, they hit the bar and post about three times. H- having said that, I felt we were very well organised, <laughs> um, and you know, well. Well, um, we did we did well for and, and considering like we we weren't ever going to have a lot of the ball anyway. And then, I mean, I will probably come on to this at some point later on. But you know, Joe Edwards played his first game in midfield in five years, I think, since the since the game against Swindon when they went top of the league against us in League Two. That's the last game I can remember. Unless somebody can correct me, I think that's the last game um, he played. It sounds about right. And I remember, I remember saying at the time, I don't think he's a, um, you know, this was five years ago in League Two before COVID. Can you imagine that before COVID? Um, you know, I think I, I said at the time, I, I don't think he's a he's a midfielder um, at, at this level. So, so he, I thought he did. I, I've seen quite a few harsh opinions on him across social media this week, but I, I thought he stuck to his task well. If you said you have to mark. Um, I can't. I can't remember who's marking, but um, in the first and second half, but if you said to him at some point in this game, after five years out of playing midfield, you have to mark Crescentio Somerville, who might be the best player in the championship, mm-hmm. arguably. I mean, that's that's as tough a job as you're going to get. Um, so I don't think the midfield particularly gave us a platform um, as such. If when we had the ball, but I do think that they did a, a great job off the ball and, and restricted leads to actually a lot of um, not a lot of clear cut chances. Um, so I think it's it's nice to see, um, you know, us stick to our task and, and be competitive against a team that is obviously very um, very well drilled and and, and actually um, a very good football side. You know, I wouldn't be. If I didn't know the the two positions between the two sides last night going into the game, well, I wouldn't be surprised if someone said to me, "Yeah, they're a Premier League side." You know, they didn't look that much worse to me than Crystal Palace. Is what I'm trying to say. You know, that, that I've seen this season. So, so I was pretty pleased with our efforts, and um, I think if we had um, more players to choose from in the in the in the squad last night, it might have been a, um, a closer result. Yeah, I think we'll get on to um, the missing men. There's a couple of Leeds fans in the chat as well. We'll get on. We might cover Darko JB in a bit, uh, seeing as you've asked so nicely, um, potentially. Um, James, I feel like you had something to say. Let's see if your audio's... Yeah, am I back? Yeah, that was much yes, better. great. Um, yeah, just to get some colour there. I've been with my wife for 14 years, and this is the first season that we've uh, Leeds and uh, Argyle actually played each other. And now we've had it four times and uh, three times in three weeks. And I'm absolutely sick of it already. So, um, so yeah, uh, also we have a newborn. So she went to bed at the end of when it was 1-1. I haven't actually told her that they won yet. So I'm just hoping that uh, she didn't notice. 
But yeah, um, I thought the first half was a really nice um, synopsis of what of our new style under Foster. We were, I think we were tighter, well organised, um, and I feel that over the ninety minutes, first ninety minutes, if we'd been under Shiri in the old regime, I do think we would have probably lost that two or three one uh, in the ninety minutes because we were. A lot tighter. We they weren't playing down the sides of our uh, centre backs. They didn't have the space. We managed to stifle them. Um, and I thought it was a yeah top performance uh, in the first half. Obviously, we looked. They they gained control in the second half. Uh, came out with obviously a revised plan. We we were really trying to affect the affect the game from Whitaker being a decoy um, and. Uh, uh, down the right, and then giving mum, Mumba the space. Obviously, they tightened that uh, ploy up at, in the second half, and we just didn't really have it out. And when you're when you're out of possession so much, I think the tiredness of chasing them around the pitch started to started to a, a very heavy pitch started to take effect. So, and with our lack of subs and all of the mitigating factors we we already know um it was it was yeah a foregone conclusion and i sort of cursed slightly to myself when that ball ricocheted off the um post in the 90th minute because i just thought i don't want us to go to extra time this is only going one way with what they've got off the bench and uh we kind of could have done without it couldn't we so yeah i think both teams were praying that somebody was going to win it in 90 minutes, but uh, not to be. Obviously, as already mentioned, um, Ian Foster's technically unbeaten greens go marching on. Obviously, we always do it, full-time thoughts. Uh, so let's summarise what people had to say. Uh, let's find some because I've not pre-picked any. I know he's listening in. Um, so uh, the Crazy Pilgrim says you can't ignore that three of the goals came from mistakes. Right, Edwards, and it was Roberts after Phillips didn't help with a pass. Uh, tough on them, but changed the game. Um, uh, Caitlin says, good effort. The boys just look knackered in extra time. Squad death is what killed us. Maybe should have brought a few subs on earlier too. Uh, Nikki Ward says, Phillips was good with the fans, getting the Linders, cheering them on in extra time. He seems to have settled in well. He has settled in very well. I thought he was uh, pretty good last night. Obviously not, not brilliant for uh, the Summerfield goal, but to be honest, I'll let him off. He's like 12 years old. Um, Simon Fisher says, all of the above. We thought we played really well. The scoreline flattered them in the end. On to Saturday, and we take the positives up to our, uh, up the Argyle. Obviously, we've got that big trip ahead of us. Um, I'm not sure we'll get onto that. Um, and there's a big one as well. Uh, Woody the drum, uh, zero disgrace in that performance. Boys gave absolutely everything. Chin up, we'll do them next week. Um, on that, Joe. Obviously, next week we will have quite a few of those missing players back. Obviously, off the top of my head, what was it? Bundu was out. Divine for sure. JB Houghton, I say off the top of my head, I'm now reading it off a list. Uh, Sousa, obviously Miller was missing and Pleguazalo. Is there another one? People are saying nine. So I feel like there's one more, but I made that eight. Obviously eight players missing. How different is that game going to be um, had we had those, at least, or even half of those available? Yeah, they, they could have made a difference last night and they may well make a difference next Saturday. I would caveat it by saying that next Saturday Vicencio Somerville, Jorginho Rutter, um, Joe Gelhart, maybe even Dan James, Archie Gray, Patrick Bamford, they could all come into the, the Leeds United side. Um, so 
whilst yes, we're going to look like a totally different opposition ourselves and we are going to be stronger. Um, I, yeah, Leeds are going to be stronger themselves, um, which is a frightening prospect given that, um, you know, how strong they were even at the start of the game last night. I thought they had more than enough on the pitch to to get it done in 90 minutes. Um, you know, and, and in the end, it was just the class off the bench um, that told. And that's just the difference in this league, isn't it? Um, you know, the, these teams, your Leeds, your Southamptons, your Leicesters, um, you know, even, even to a even if you go further down the league, like Hull City now have unbelievable depth in the positions that they've got. Um, you know, West Brom have good players that can come off the bench. You can go on all day. Middlesbrough have good players. So it's just the level you're playing at now. Um, so we're going to have to be careful of that. Um, you know, the comments is just saying there, you know, the players who didn't play will be fresh. That's right. You know, Forshaw, JB, Vine, they've all had their feet up. Um, probably got a little bit wet just like the rest of us did last night but um now they'll be ready to go at Sunderland and, and we're going to need every single one of them um obviously time will tell whether in time for the weekend whether Pleggy and, and Mikel are back but um I'm not too sure what the deal is with Hindu or Houghton whether or not they're back for this weekend or whether we're going to try and get one or two of them back for Coventry or even Leeds but um we have got what four games in Nine days coming up now, so um, it's extra time on a heavy pitch in atrocious conditions. Really, wasn't in the script last night. Um, like James, um, I was either I wouldn't say I was hoping that Galhart's shot went in off the post. Um, I was certainly more more hoping that Yann Melier screwed up at the other end when Hardy put his boot through one as time expired. But um, it's what it is. Look. Just got to get on with it. We were, we were a part of a really good fourth round tie. Um, we're going to have players who who are fresh and fit and ready to go. And as I say, it, it will be a different game. Um, it will be a different game down here next weekend. But that's because both sides will be stronger than they were tonight. So um, it'll be an interesting one to watch, certainly. That and it will also will be a different game because it is quite literally a different game. Um, obviously, those absentees um, allowed some other players to shine, uh, James. Obviously, Soranola came in. Thought he was absolutely fantastic last night until he looked he looked pretty uh, dead come the end, didn't he, bless him? But uh, not played in, in quite some time. Um, obviously, I, I think I, t- I tweeted saying something about like an upgrade on, on Kane Kessler-Hayden. I, I, I think... That seems to be the shared common view. I don't know what, what you make of, of Sorinola's performance last night. And um, first half, I thought it was he was absolutely spe- uh, fantastic. Uh, really um, did a, did a job on Nonto. Kept him quiet. Um, didn't give him any space to to cross or or cut in. Uh, it was an absolutely fantastic performance. You could tell he was kind of playing out of his skin. Uh, he really obviously wanted to. Take the opportunity, and and uh, I love this uh, mantra that Fozzie seems to have, where he says, "Run yourself into the ground, and then put your hand up if you want to come off, and, and someone will come and do the same job as when you, uh, as you." So I love that. That's, that's all well and good until all eleven put their hand up, isn't it? All yeah, could have done with uh, could have could have done with that uh, a few more at the end, but um, yeah, absolutely fantastic first half, kind of. Dropped out of the game a little bit in the uh, in the second half. I didn't notice him as uh, as much. 
and uh, yeah, his legs obviously fell off at uh, 70 minutes. But uh, all I want to say is I want a list of all of the players that Swansea think are terrible in their squad. <laughs> uh and we'll we'll just sign them all um in uh this this summer um and the greens are going up because they've got a hundred percent hit rate of being mad of being having making terrible calls on their players yeah i was gonna say i mean the, the one swansea fan that we that we spoke to on our preview pod was like the only one that seemed to be level-headed about it but yeah, I mean, like you say, they've got some they've got some success right there, haven't they? I love, uh, I love what they said. We we were definitely wrong about uh Whitaker, but believe us, this time, definitely, <laughs> definitely, this guy is terrible and actually he seems to be really good. So um shock, we get it, we seem to have got it right again. Yeah, he was playing out his skin um on his debut, but yeah, very, very positive debut. And oh yeah, two ways to say upgrade on Kessler Hayden. We certainly had the defensive um work rate that will be uh, a huge asset uh, for us so yeah it's um it's just his energy as well he's like a, i mean he is he is like a kid because he's 22 and that's young to me now um but he is just like a kid in a in a sweet shop isn't he bless him absolutely love him already he's one of those that's like i like I, he's he's joined some terrible footballers in my pantheon of of argyle greats already um uh, Finn, that's your name. I always forget your name. Sorry, Finn. Um, Adam Randall, obviously another player that I absolutely love. Um, do you think he's done enough to cause Foster a bit of a selection headache in midfield? Because he was absolutely phenomenal last night, I thought. Yeah. Um, I think the one... We might lose a viewer here, but uh, I think the one mistake that you, you could say that we... Um, that he made last night was was when he uh, I think he gave the ball away for the for Nonto's goal, but I do think that Callum Wright should have been um, closer to him to receive that um, in the first place. And, I, and, and apart from that, I, I think he had a very good game. Um, I'm a bit surprised that, to be honest, I not that JB's done a bad job, but I do think that um, I haven't seen like anything really outstanding with JB to say that he should be definitely in the side instead of Randall. Um, so if I'm honest, I would like to see him in the next game. Um, Cause I, you know, like, like you said, I do think he had a, a good game last night um, and, and seemed to seem to, it seemed to suit him, you know, uh, he's a, he's a, he's a similar player even though that was Joe Edwards' first game in five years in midfield, he's a similar player to Joe Edwards in that he likes the off-the-ball work. You can see that he sort of relishes that, snapping at people's toes and trying to nick the ball off them. Um, so I'd, I'd really like to see him play. Whether I see Foster selecting him for the next game is another, because he seems to really um, trust the the players that he's brought in January so far, which is fair enough. But yeah, I'd like to see him, or whether, whether um, we see him against... Um, Sunderland is a, is a, is another is another point in itself, but um, but yeah, I thought he had a good game, and I I would start him on Saturday to be honest if it was me. But Foster, I think might 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 choose Jamie. Yeah, Joe, I think uh, also you know playing 120 minutes will dictate the the team selection up at Sunderland. Obviously, we'll get on to Sunderland eventually, but um, do you see do you see Randall starting that one or, or would you be chucking JB in just because of the minutes and the turnaround and 
give the Leeds fans what they're what they're asking for. Uh, I'd be surprised. Um, I, I do think we'll just revert back to type in in that certainly in that in five positions: the two midfielders, the two tens, and the striker. Um, as I alluded to earlier, there's four games in nine days, um, so there will be Randall is going to start games in this period. Um, so, yeah, but I would certainly expect a Sunderland for sure. Um, JB and Divine just to waltz straight back in. Yeah, James. Whilst whilst uh, Finn's already mentioned it in his uh, opening uh, speech, his 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 uh, Joe Edwards' move into into centre mid. Um, I thought he was at, I thought he was actually quite good there. Um, and it was when he moved to to wing back, and you know his legs had, had gone a bit. Um, what did you make of a, of his return to the middle? I was surprised to see some of the social reaction to his game because watching it, I thought he was doing a fair job. Um, he broke forward and obviously would have liked to have seen him make a better fist of that massive chance we had in the first half, um, which is what he does quite well, even from fullback, isn't it? Uh, to, to, you know, gets forward and he seems to be the man in the right place at the right time and um, and yeah, I thought yeah that would have been nice to see him make a better fist of that. I thought he got around, uh, um, got up and down the um, on the right hand side uh, of that pair. I, I, I didn't, didn't really see him do anything too much wrong in the first half, and then come to the uh, sort of social reaction after the game, and it was like he had the worst, you know, an absolute shock. I didn't, I didn't see it personally until the end, and then obviously. Um, I think, his, well, like everybody else, tiring legs. He gets forward, gets the ball, um, gives the ball away cheaply, and then you know it's his it's his vacant space that Somerville's running through uh, and isolating Phillips. So, so yeah, it wasn't a good end to the game for him. But taking the uh, the main ninety, I I didn't highlight him as as anyone I had particular concerns about. Um, um, you know, sort of solid but unspectacular. So, surprised by the by the negative comments on, uh, on social, to be honest. Yeah, big shout out to um, Ryan Hardy's nan, Sandra, who's in the comments. Um, I love you, Sandra. Keep it up. Um, where was I going with that? Oh, yeah, I think I think the my plan would have been moving uh, Callum Wright into the centre-mid position and brought off Edward slightly earlier, but um, Callum Wright not having... The best game, Joe. I, we did get a question about it earlier, but I can't find it. What did you make of uh, Callum Wright's step up to the championship so far? I, I don't want to go in too hard on him because obviously people adapt differently. But and I feel like you you will be the the, the most level headed here. Uh, yeah, right. So uh, I've a, few, a big thought on this. Really, um, look, everyone's entitled to their opinion. Football is a game of opinions. That's why we love it. However, we have a player in our squad who is the perfect reason why, as a fan base, we don't do what collectively we appear to be doing, and that's rounding on a player. Morgan Whitaker spent some very unhappy years at other clubs when people rounded on him. It affected his confidence. It affected the way he played. Now, Callum Wright knows that he can probably be playing better than he is. And we've got to remember, I'm not sure off the top of my head, how many games has Callum Wright played at this level? He's a young footballer. He's an inexperienced footballer who's going to be learning every game. 
but that's the mantra of this football club now. Clark, Forshaw, Edwards, and some of the more experienced players, we are building a squad of young players. Fozzie said it himself about the players he's brought in on loan. They're going to make mistakes, but we are going to be there for them. We're going to rally around them. We're going to pick them up, and we're going to go again. Now, look, I saw it. You could see it happening, what happened last night with that first goal. You're taught as a kid, you go to the ball, you don't wait for the ball to come to you. But Callum Wright's made a mistake. We've all made mistakes. It's not the end of the world. It's, it's a goal in a football match. Like I, I thought the, the reaction on social media really was outrageous. Um, you know, you're entitled to your opinion. Of course you are. I'm not calling anyone out. Um, you know, if, if people want to voice their opinion, then chapeau. You've, you've got social media platforms to do that. I personally don't wouldn't do it. Um, certainly not on this occasion. There were glimpses last night where Callum Wright was very effective. Um, you know, when he got free on the side or when he got the ball out wide, we, we got a lot of joy in that first half when we did get it out wide. Um, there was a moment where he was deliberately fouled, which I think led to a yellow card for, was it Rodon, um, who pulled it back when it looked like he was through and Hardy was was running ahead of him. Um, look, he. He hasn't played many games either, has he? Like, it, it's frustrating. And just, I think we've all just got to take a sit back. He's made a mistake. He knew he made a mistake last night. He doesn't need anyone else to tell him. Um, but the comment sums it up perfectly. A lot happened after that. We went on to make two more mistakes. Um, so it's not just on Callum Wright. Um, you know, he, He's short on confidence. That's the one thing that I think is apparent. And everyone turning against him isn't going to help that. Um, but, you know, he's got a manager there. He's got a group of players who rally behind him um, and try and pick him up. Whether or not he regains his confidence this season or not, I don't know. Only Callum Wright will know what needs to be done to, to gain his confidence back. But he, without playing regular minutes, there's, there's the client there without playing regular minute you're not going to get the confidence you're not going to be up to speed and the championship is played at such a different pace to anything else it is polar opposite to league one the teams are polar opposite to league one so look he's young make mistakes i'm gonna have a go at him i was frustrated the mistake happened i think you can also you know some people might not want to hear this because of their opinion on I'm right, and that's fine. But you've also got to praise the Leeds lad for nipping in there and winning the ball. Like he was aggressive, the press was aggressive from Leeds in that second half. He nipped in there, he won the ball, they won and scored. You know, move on. People make mistakes. Yeah, I think as well, I think we need to understand that we can't switch around a, a, a predominantly, you know, average League One side into a, a you know, a, a mid table championship side within two windows either especially with with the budgets we've got you know and and um out of you know if it was if we still had Schumacher then I'd most probably still be worried for right but you know for a manager or head coach sorry like Foster who's worked with so many young talents I could see um with a bit of time him actually you know molding him into what Leicester and Blackpool saw can I just say like I think with right it's kind of like uh with it makes sense sort of in the in the middle in terms of I think we we didn't like so when when before we got anybody in in the summer um for the 
in terms of the players that we retained, um, I think we, I think I was really looking forward the most to seeing him in the championship because um, I thought he could have really, you know, kicked on and and you know, in terms of his form at the end of last season and and, and really had an effect on the season. Unfortunately, that hasn't worked out for him. Um, as as I'm sure he would have liked so far, but but. Uh, if if we if we think back to it, you know, he was the player that really came in and kind of replaced Morgan Whitaker when he 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 went back to Swansea um, in January. Um, he kind of filled in the role in a different way, but he was kind of as effective and and was a really big part of our our um, end of season push last year to to get promoted. Um, so I think if you look at it that way, I think Morgan Whitaker's probably exceeded expectations a lot, and Callum Wright has not done as well as he'd hoped. So if you if you look at it that way, it's kind of balanced itself out. I still think there's there's potential for Callum Wright to um you know stake his claim in this squad and, and be a very good player for Plymouth Argyle. I just think at the moment uh he's he's kind he's kind of struggling and you know it's championship like Joe kind of mentioned it's championship level. It's it, you got you coming up against good players every week. It's very ruthless. Um you but you know He'll know as well as anybody that he will his performances will need to improve if he wants to be part of this squad going forward. Um, so I think whilst whilst it's important, you know, that we don't um, go in on him too hard because you know, like everyone, he's he's stepping up to to a really difficult level when when maybe he wouldn't have expected it um, when when last season started, but but. At the same time, I think it is worth pointing out that, you know, um, he's in a difficult situation at the moment. Um, so not to be too hard on him, but, but you know, I think it, at the same time, it's, it's not it's not a bad thing to say that, you know, we've kind of been disappointed with his performances this season, which so far. It's not an ideal situation, as Finn says, What that, you know, we are left, short in attacking positions and that's why we cannot be rounding on players who play in those attacking positions because we are going to need Callum Wright in the next certainly in the next few weeks we're going to need Callum Wright to come into the side and we're going to need him to do a job for us and as a fan base we're going to have to get behind him like we do with every other player in the squad so he had a bad night last night players have off nights players make mistakes um and let's let's not forget that you know as Finn said he Scored some crucial goals at the back in the last season that helped the title win. I know people say loyalty isn't everything in football, you know, and people will have their opinions on that. But, you know, he was a player who was instrumental in getting us to this position and he deserves a chance to have a go at this division. Yeah, I think as well, we are quite famously, I think I think we all know it as a fan base um, and I've been guilty of it before. We do like a scapegoat, don't we? Uh, now that Tyreek Wright's gone, Callum takes up his uh, his his namesake's mantle uh, and runs with it. I mean, you know, I mean, we still have Ben Wayne, so I mean, take your pick. Um, obviously, James Callum Wright was replaced by young Freddie Asaka. Um, you know, absolutely. I thought again, good impact off the bench. Do you, do you think he? Uh, where was the question? Where was the question? Let's get it. Uh, Ryan, Argyle Flyer says, uh, do you think Freddie is ahead of Callum right now in, in Foster's plans? 
No. Well, <clears throat> in Foster's plans, Foster loves a young prospect, doesn't he? Uh, throwing yeah. Caleb Roberts into the into the first team for the first leg at Leeds. I could see him seeing potential in a sacker that, that sees him maybe not obviously not start games, but be the be the man coming on in the 70th, 80th minute. That's also where I feel like the potential for for uh, Callum Wright is to shine, you know, closing out games against tired legs. Because I feel like just to revisit slightly on the last uh the last conversation, he he felt like what I loved about him is he was such a confidence player. Like he had that level of class and he had that he had when he when he, he felt like he had a player on toast, it was like he would he would come to life and he was a you know he was a bit of a got a bit of a streak in him as well where uh he gets stuck in and, and he I don't know he just at that maybe it's at that league one level that he he just has got the confidence to take his man on it just maybe looked a little bit overawed at the moment coming off the back of the injury not playing all the time trying too hard lack of confidence so I'd like to think that Fozzie sees that and we see some uh 70-80th minute appearances from right build him up, um, maybe something goes in for him, gets an assist, a bit of confidence, and he starts like, getting back to his old self because uh, it does feel like a, like a confidence thing. To go back to your question, uh, what Saka's got is that pace. Um, the young players have that bravery. They, they, you know, they don't, they don't they're not as overawed by the occasion. So, yeah, I think he can, I think we'll see a lot of him. We should see a lot of him. And um, when he comes on, I really think he should uh, sort of, express himself to his fullest and and play without fear and 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 that's all we can ask really at this at this stage um so yeah i don't know what it's in fozzy's head but with both of them play without fear and hopefully they get their opportunities i'm sure they will picture the scene all of your mates around you've got your mcnugget share boxes ready to go partner this with your team playing champagne football perfect Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Joe, our, our mate Ben popped up saying, obviously, Roberts uh, seemed notice, noticeably improved from the first game. Promising. I, I have to agree with that. I thought, obviously, apart from the mistake, I'm, I'm not going to lambast him for that. Not really asked. Is what it is. You know, we'd have lost 3-1 without it. But um, thoughts on Caleb Roberts' performance whilst we're going through the youngsters? Yeah, I think you can throw both him and Freddie into the same sort of conversation, really. They brought energy, um, you know, obviously fresh legs, um, which was imperative last night. But they brought a real, you know, a real... I don't know what it was a real confidence you know they had a real confidence about them um you know a real desire to go out there and um and make make a point um to Fozzie and I thought Caleb Roberts was was excellent when he came on um he looked calm on the ball there were a couple of moments where we were trying to play it out from the back and and Phillips and Gibson and Mumba sort of got themselves in a bit of a muddle um and they just fed it to Caleb Roberts who took a touch or two just spread it out out to Galloway or he'd spread it through the midfield. Um, you know, the mistake, the mistake's a mistake. You know, as you say, Aaron, we'd have lost the game. Um, we'd have lost the game anyway. It, it doesn't, doesn't really, um, you can't have a go at him for that. He's, as I said, going back to Callum Wright, he's a young lad who's going to make mistakes. Um, I thought it was a really impressive game. And what struck me about Caleb Roberts actually last night, I thought he had a decent game um, 
Ellen Road, all things considered, there were real promising signs. I remember doing the podcast with Sam. And I think we both agreed that it was one of those performances that you could see what Caleb is good at and you can see what Fozzie sees in him. But it was also a performance at Ellen Road where Fozzie could turn around and say, right, yes, you did that well, you did that well. Here's what you need to improve on. Here's what you need to get better at. Last night, we thought when he came into that side, bear in mind Randall and Edwards had pre- had pretty good games in that midfield, given they were up against an informed Gruyev, who's really hit a good run at, in the lead side, and Kamara, who's outstanding, on top of Joel Piru, who was deeper in the system last night, believe. Um, Caleb Roberts didn't look out of place in our midfield last night. He, he really didn't. For a young man, new into the side, I thought he slotted in there seamlessly. And um, look, he I, he's going to be in plenty of our match day squads between now and the end of the season. Fozzie has obviously taken a shine to him. He obviously sees something he likes. Um, and look, these are the sorts of players that Fozzie's been dealing with for a number of years now. And um, we've seen a few of them come in on loan and they've done a pretty good job since they've come in on loan. So. Um, it it was a really, really eye-catching performance from, from Caleb and Freddie. Um, you know, I, there were a few in the ground who rather hopefully went up for a penalty when, when Freddie was rather effortlessly muscled off the ball. But, um, you know, with any luck in a couple of years' time, he'll be shoving the fullback out of the way and he'll be, he'll be getting in the box himself. But, um, no, two, two really good cameos from the young lads last night. And there's, there's plenty to be positive about, about the pair of them. Yeah, I mean, I've only seen uh, before this, I think, Caleb Roberts' um, cameo up at, up at Grimsby. I don't think he was somebody that I thought was anywhere near the first team, really just lack of involvement when, when Schumacher was here. Obviously, Ian Foster seems to have uh, taken him under his wing, obviously giving him that start up at Ellen Road. That's what the FA Cup's for, right? Um, bleeding some of our youth as well. I mean, good job we don't have the Papa John's trophy because we'd be winning that, or you know, back on our way to the final again of that one with some of the talent we've got coming through. Um, Zach obviously mentions Jack Matthews as well. Uh, you know, it's two minutes. When when the team sheet came out, I did have to like search our guys' website for who Jack Matthews was. I, I can't lie. I was expecting, you know, you, you hear some of the names from the YouTube that Joe, sometimes you mentioned them. I think there's like a Tegan Finn and, a, you know, there's players that you've like heard of. Jack oh, Matthews was one of them. Um, I absolutely love a player coming on with, with such a big number on the back of their shirt. That's, I want him to keep that number for the rest of his Argyle career. Um, Gavin Perry Parry says, we are off to Chelsea. I assume you're a Leeds fan. Gavin, um, unfortunately for you, yes, you have to stand for Bridge but brilliantly for the TV cameras. I'm actually kind of less annoyed that we've, we lost last night. I wasn't annoyed anyway, but I'm less so now. Um, where? Sorry, Joe? I just fancy Leeds to beat Chelsea at the moment, given how Chelsea are playing and, and what Leeds have been capable of. So Yeah, you say that, though, but Chelsea have actually been annoyingly quite good tonight, by the looks of it. Um, anyway. James mentions fans leaving early is disrespectful and does my head in. Um, yeah, I mean, I can sort of understand that, James, but I mean, also last night's conditions. If you were sat in the Mayflower lower last night, hats off to you because to still be sat there at extra time whilst you are piss soaked wet through, fair play to you. I mean, I would have gone home 10 minutes in, to be honest. I just can't. Can't be dealing with that. Um, Jack FPL says, opinions on playing out from the back. Finn, go. Short and sweet. 
sorry, uh, against Leeds, not the best idea. Um, in general, not very. Uh, um, in general, not really against it. Uh, I do think, you know, uh, we we have a good enough midfield generally to play against play out against most teams, but against Leeds, obviously they got a lot of quality. Uh, so. Yeah, I, I, to be honest, I said to my dad after the game uh, yesterday that yesterday was one of the one of the only games I can remember in in sort of recent times where I wanted us to kick it along because we just weren't able to, especially with the changes we had to make in midfield, we just weren't able to to retain the ball. Um, so at least with with long balls, you know, out from Hazard, we we might have got knockdowns, knockdowns. Um, uh, but at the same time, I can I, I can understand I can understand like. You know, us trying to play out from the back because we don't want to sort of introduce new habits and try and improve on 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 the ones that we on on tactics that we already want to implement. Um, but yeah, against most teams uh, in this division, I think we can do it. Against the top three teams in this division, probably not. If that makes any sense. Yeah, but I suppose it's a good it's a good uh, time to learn, right? Especially when we've yeah. got players that are going to come in and fit that system. Um, Lee, Lee and Jill Jeffrey both ask, uh, what does everybody think of Morgan Whitaker's performance? I mean, James, we, we've mentioned on this pod before about him being a, um, I don't want to say a highlights wheel player because that's not what we said about him, you know, having moments of brilliance and he can go 80-odd minutes by being quiet. But I think last night he was very quiet, wasn't he? I feel like he was a little bit quiet by design last night. Um, he sort of entertained Furpo and then drifted in and let uh, and let Mumba sort of uh, take take up his former position. There was one uh, there was one where it was really evident where he uh, where Furpo just blindly followed uh, followed Whitaker in field and, and left uh, Mumba, who didn't make the most of those crosses from from last night, uh, uh, make the most of those crosses in last night. So um, I feel like the Fozzie might have looked at uh, looked at Leeds and thought, well, they're going to put two men on, and he's going to enter. He's, he, they're, they're well aware of him. Everyone's talking about him. Let's let's use him as a bit of a decoy and see if we can make space for other people. I think that's possibly why we didn't see as much from him in the in our dominant period. Um, as we might have done, uh, and then yeah, but it wasn't when he did get on the ball. It felt like he was he was rushing. He was too willing, too quick to get a shot a shot off. He yeah, it wasn't a standout game of his. Of course, after all the attention, um, a game on TV is the one where he kind of uh, sort of sort of melts into the background a little bit. But I do think. It was slightly by design last night, uh, and and then in 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 uh, the extra time period, we saw him get on the ball a lot more. But as I say, it's having that kind of game where it didn't really feel like it was going to go for him. Yeah, I mean, Richard makes a good point there. You know, like um, what do they call it? The pre-assist. You'll know this, James. You're into all that nerdy stat stuff. Um, Joe, as we know, is not um, <laughs> the pre-assist. Uh, for the goal, I think, you know, Phillips cuts it back, doesn't he? Um, for Galloway on that, then, um, I don't know who I haven't been to. I'll come back to you, Joe. Why not? Um, Ian Foster, set-piece king. That's it. That's all I'm giving you. Um, yeah, just very quickly on the old stats things, I did see that um, 
for all the uh, XG lovers out there, of which I know there are many, many on many famous podcasts in the Football League as well. Leeds only had an XG last night of 1.55, so I suppose their underlying numbers weren't all that impressive. Um, anyway, back to the matter in hand, uh, set pieces. Um, yeah, who'd have thought it? London buses. You wait for one to come along, two come along in the space of four days. Um, was it by design? Was it? Uh, I mean, it was a lovely floated ball to the back post, and, and Phillips keeps it alive, which is all you can ask him to do. Um, and Gall- it hits Galloway. Um, he, he's running towards goal, and it hits him. Um, thankfully, put not some, on his. Put answer. some respect on Galloway's skillful chest, please. It was a, it was a, it was one of them, wasn't it? We'll give him one of them. Um, but yeah, look, it's um, it's, it's a set piece goal. We should always be be pretty pleased to have a set piece goal. Um, it's nice to be competitive from them because actually, even some of the corners last night, um, you know, I think there was only one that didn't beat the first man. Um, so they were all getting in the box. Uh, I think on a couple of occasions we did win that first contact. I did notice. Um, I think it might have been the first corner of the game when we piled under Melier's crossbar um, and the referee had a number of um, conversations with Leeds players. I did notice that um, he actually intimated with the final conversation that um, he sort of threw his arms out wide and pointed to the penalty spot as if to say, if I see you do that when I blow the whistle, I am giving a penalty. Um, and then when the ball had been cleared and Melier was going to take the goal kick he did actually have a word with Liam Cooper um, as if to say you know you can't be doing any more of that for the rest of the night I have seen what you've been been up to so um, yeah look we we're competitive at set pieces um, he was very quick to praise Kevin Nanskeville at the weekend I don't know whether that was one of Nance's routines or whether that was just something that was off the cuff um, but I think as a fan base, we're all absolutely delighted that, you know, I, I was going to games and whenever we get a free kick in an attacking position, bar when Bundu tried to take the goal out of the back of the Lindos Road, <laughs> the Barn Park end, sorry, against Sheffield Wednesday, um, I actually sit there with, with the free kicks and corners thinking, oh, it's a waste of time getting excited about these. But now you genuinely feel like we're carrying a threat, which is, uh, is positive, given certainly one of our centre-halves is about eight foot two. We're up to what are we are fifty bloody hell. We're on fifty minutes already. I think maybe it's time to start talking about something, unless anybody's got anything to talk about. Go on, Joe. You've always got something to add, haven't you? I do. Um, I just want to chuck in a little bit of ref watch. Um, I know I mentioned praise for the referees earlier. Um, I did say it on Twitter last night, but it is worth mentioning. Um, Rob Jones, Wing um, Cook, and Stuart Burt with possibly one of the best um, refereeing performances I've seen in the flesh, certainly for a long time. Um, it's a bit of a power flex by the referees, not wearing their FA badges and coming out with their FIFA badge on their chest. Um, I thought all, th- all three of them were absolutely outstanding. Um, Jones tried to let the game flow. There were countless times where he would signal the players, I've tried to play an advantage, there wasn't one. Um, I don't think you could argue with any of his decisions. Um, and you can certainly see why in the in the world of in the realms of referees at the moment, why he is seen as one of our best up and coming referees. Um, more of that, please. However, I suspect I'll be reverting to type next week talking about more decisions. Oh, hopefully, because they're much uh, more fun to listen to. Um, uh, 
Finn, Zach Brown asked on Twitter, uh, he says, well, he didn't ask, he just says, I feel for the young conditioning coach. How do we get our small squad fit for another 90 minutes on Saturday in Sunderland? A nice um, short trip for us, obviously just the 800 mile round trip up to the northeast. Uh, how do you see Saturday go, Finn? I mean, obviously, I kind of do get what Zach is saying, but at the same time, we had about five players missing um, last night. Um, so, and the I other would, three, yeah. Uh, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised to see it. all basically all of the, if not start all of the players that were signed in the January transfer window um, play some part on Saturday. Um, obviously, they'll be fresh. Um, we don't really need to go over the striker situation again. We know we're short on that. Um, whether you agree on whether that's, um, you know, whether we could have done better in that in that area is a is another discussion. Uh, but um, I think, <laughs> I think, um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I think we will be tired. You know, we you know, we can't we can't dress that up. They're all human beings. If we ran any well. If any of us ran around in 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 the rain for 120 minutes, then uh, then we'd all be tired, you know. So, and I'm surprised. I saw. I know Craig Mack said that he met Barley Mumba today. I'm surprised he was he wasn't still in bed after after last night. Um, so, I, I think I think we'll give us a good account of ourselves. Um, obviously, Sunderland are are a decent side, but they're well a good side, but they're going for a sticky patch with um. His name Mike Beal, Mick Beal. So I think I think we'll lose that two one, but we'll give a, a good account of ourselves, is what I think. And I don't think we'll be too tired. Some players will be tired, but I think the, the general team will be rotated quite a lot from, from last night. Yeah, James, uh Finn's just mentioned him there. Uh Mickey Mikey Mike Mick Beal uh, in at Sunderland, obviously after taking the reins. Uh, from Tony Mowbray. This is the bit where I normally come to John and he has some outrageous opinion on on their manager and how much he hates them and calls them a charlatan and a fraud. Um, thoughts on, on Sunderland under Mickey Mike? Pressure was relieved uh, on him by getting a nice gift from Schumacher, wasn't he? So, uh, um, so yeah, it, I think we have to... What's the word that uh, Sam uh, likes to talk about? The uh, sort of... Psychology of big stadiums. Hyperbole. <laughs> it Sam uses a lot of words wrong. We've, we've got to deal with a we've got to deal with a bit of that, I think. Um <laughs> have we ever, have we got a result at Sunderland in the recent uh, League One? Yeah, the Joe Edwards winner in COVID was the last time uh, we got COVID, yeah. Well, um I don't have too many great memories of us playing uh, Sunderland. I think part of that is we need to play big stadium. Uh, and I th- hopefully we, we, with our added experience in the team now, um, obviously being a, these players have had some bigger occasions in the last couple of years. Uh, uh, hopefully we deal with that a bit better than I think we have done in the past. So I think that's a little factor uh, that will be... Um, Possibly pivotal. Sunderland, top players. Yeah, form's not great, is it? Um, they seem to be still pretty pretty good at home. So yeah, it's a tough test. 
it's a run of, it's in a run of extremely uh, difficult games but yeah i think it's the this is the games where the addition of foreshaw um is really gonna tell and he's luckily he's got fresh legs for for saturday so um yeah I'm looking forward to it yeah who's the lad that's currently on loan at newport that's still at liverpool that we had did he not score? Did he not score a winner against yeah, someone? Adam Lewis, yeah. Adam Lewis, that's the one. Did he not? Or is that in the same game? Is that in the 2 1 Joe Edwards game? Uh, yeah, he did score in that game, yeah. Oh, God. My memory of all games were in COVID is just terrible. Yeah. I just remember putting a bet on that he was going to score because he signed up the day before. Generally, yeah, but I think I remember that one more because we won in a big stage. And, you know, regardless of anybody being there, uh, we, we did, We you know, they were. I mean, in that season, we were very, very inconsistent and pretty poor in a lot of games, actually. So, and they were, you know, challenging towards the playoffs. So I, that sticks in my mind that one a bit. Yeah, that and the the clip that always pops up on Sky Sports reels of a Sunderland and Argyle fan racing on the pitch, and the other one trips him up. But um, <laughs> beyond that, and then and there being loads of steps. Joe, obviously, um, you know, Clark is their main man. It's the who's the most expensive winger slash inside forward in the championship derby. Um, you know, who are their who are their main threats? How do you how and how do you see it going on Saturday? Uh big one for me, my boss is a Sunderland fan. Um I'm I'm one nil up this season, so I'd like to um make sure that we can get another win. Um otherwise my shift with him next Thursday could be quite unbearable. Um, they've got good players all over the park. Um, Don Ballard's a very good centre half at the back. Um, I think uh, Dan Neal is is good in midfield. Luke Nine is one of those really irritating players um, mm. who's got an infectious personality and he can play a number of positions. Um, Joe Bellingham hasn't really. Um, I think it's tricky with Joe Bellingham because he's a Bellingham. Um, so there's an there's an added um, expectation on his performances. Um, he's always going to. Aaron, have you just thought that up? Um, yeah. He's always going to. Um, he's always going to struggle to live up to the hype, certainly of what his brother's done. But I think he's had a he's had a steady enough steady enough season. I think this is his first. This is his first full season in the championship, or did he play a full season with Birmingham last year? I'm not too sure. Um, they've got they've got good players all over the park. Russin, the centre forward, would have been buoyed by getting his goal last week. They've been a little bit short of goals. I think that certainly listening to my boss um, after a Sunderland defeat, it tends to be the fact they create so many chances they just can't put the ball in the back of the net. Um, sort of seems like us at the start of the year at times, certainly on the road. Um, look, it's 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 a tricky one to gauge this because as as James rightly says. Pressure was released a little bit on McNeil with the win against Stoke. It was a valuable draw they got against Middlesbrough last Sunday. Um, I'm not sure he would have liked to have lost two derbies in charge. Um, obviously, having lost the FA Cup game, and then if he were to have lost to Middlesbrough, it could have been, you know, it could have spiralled out of control very quickly for him. Um, but that's not to say that this isn't an opportunity for us mentioned earlier it's going to be tough to ask these players to go to the well again but they're going to have to i would assume we're going to fly both ways um i know schumacher 
said at the start of the season that we only we only flew one way and then we got the coach back. Given that we've got so many games in such a short space of time, I would be amazed if we're not flying up and back um, from this one, particularly with the dodgy weather that's around at the weekend as well in the north and northeast. So um, an early goal is crucial in this um, because if we get it, I can guarantee that the 30-odd thousand inside the Stadium of Light will turn. Um, it won't take, you know, with the way they feel about Mickfield, it's not going to take much to get them to turn. Um, but what we have done on the road under Foster is we have made ourselves incredibly hard to break down. We are compact. We are resolute. We have a good determination to keep the ball out of the back of our net. We've got a goalkeeper who's in very good form. Um, I know some people in the comments probably say, well, he conceded four last night. He pulled off some brilliant saves um, last night. Um, so it will be it will be interesting. We need to get an early goal. Um, but equally, I do think under Foster, I'm a little bit more confident that we can certainly get a result, if not all three, then certainly a point. Um, and truth be told, a point would not be a bad result whatsoever. Um, I know you should want to go into every game looking to win. But if you offered me a, a point now, I'd, I'd take your hands off. I think the, the side sort of picks itself. Does it not, James, for, for Saturday with those with those six coming back in? Obviously, we don't know if the two, we don't know if Miller and uh, Plankwazane will be back, but most of the others will be bar the injuries, yeah. right? Yeah, uh, obviously, we hope that not only to get those players back, uh, Plankwazane and Miller for, 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 for us, but obviously that would mean that they're, especially for Plankwazane, that his wife is recovered or recovering so yeah hopefully we we see them for both reasons um yeah squad picks itself we haven't got enough firepower to be rotating things too much so that, that's uh that's a kind of moot point uh did we someone say in the comments we had bundu news or uh that i that i'd missed or is that not uh is that oh, not? I don't know. I don't, not that i've seen right. sometimes i click yeah. on a comment that i shouldn't accidentally um uh, let's have a look. No, I can't see any. I think um, uh, Renko said earlier that um, Foster said they'd both be back, so I assume that's Miller and Plegwazelo right. um, okay. with, with Houghton's Miss Sunderland. So I don't know if I don't know. That was the comment I saw. So yeah, team picks itself. Obviously, for sure, JB back in uh, back in the middle, um, and yeah, the the fullbacks. I guess hopefully Miller on the. Miller on the left, um, and Mumba picking up on the right. So yeah, picks itself really, doesn't it? Finn, we've, we we went away to Swansea. We got the win. Do you think we're going to do the the double double, the back to back, the S away double? Yeah, well, I, I would like to think so, but I think I sort of I accidentally mentioned my prediction on the result before we came to this, but. Uh, I think it, we're going to lose. I think we'll give a good account of ourselves, but I think we're going to lose two-one. They've got they've got a lot of quality. No, like I think Joe mentioned, his boss says that they miss a lot of chances. <laughs> they 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 don't really have much of a striker this season. Um, they lost Ross Stewart, I think, last season, and they haven't really replaced him. Um, so that might help us, um, but they are still a quality side with better players. Than we have in terms, uh, you know, 
if you if you were to pick an eleven of a Sunderland and Argyle team, I think the majority would be be Sunderland players at this moment in time. Um, it, yeah, obviously we are more organised against um. Well, sorry, under Foster, uh, but I do, but I do see this. Um, I do see this maybe being a narrow defeat. I think I think we can still score. We can still give a good account of ourselves. And to be honest, I, I think I would have been more confident had we not gone to extra time. But we were really, really, um, you know, we were we were out on our feet. You could see it when Summerfield scored. We were out on our feet last night. So. Yeah, yeah. got there. Score predictions. I think we'll we'll round it up here unless anybody's got anything else to add on Sunderland. No, good. Finn, score prediction. Two one to Sunderland. Oh, that's a positive, Joe. Unbelievable, and that's the last time we'll see Finn Allen this season. Finn, thank you. <laughs> I'm going to go two one Argo. I'm going to go uh, just to be different. One one Fosters unbeaten in normal time greens. Yeah. I think I think we've got to keep that positive unbeaten run going. I'll I'll go the same as, as GT. I think I'll go one one. I think um it's a it's a it's a long way. It's my first away day from Plymouth for quite some time. And I looked at the map earlier and I was like, I fully regret. Foster that. likes his first, doesn't he? And uh yeah. we've obviously had our first goals from set pieces, we've had our first away win. We haven't had back to back wins this uh season have we in the league so uh have we not i think i saw that oh okay well i'll i'll believe you until i go and fact check that later um and then spend ages wondering how that hasn't happened um probably be proved wrong in the comments nice oh yeah cardiff and swansea back to back there you go instantly proven wrong instantly, there, the most recent games <laughs> Yeah, I did think that. I did think it didn't sound right, but um, it'll be our first triple back-to-back-to-back wins. So we'll go for there. Um, no, cheers for joining me, gents. Um, yeah, it's been a good one. I'll see you post Sunderland. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Come on, greens. And just remember um, all that good stuff. You know the stuff that most actual proper good um youtubers and content creators sign off with make sure you like subscribe um find us on all your podcast platforms youtube uh twitter facebook instagram tiktok and all that good stuff cheers guys bye away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com this podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.